Welcome to Disciple Her, a part of the Replicate Podcast Network, where we will hear from discipleship trailblazers, Candy Gallaty and Julie Woodruff. With over 50 years of combined experience in discipling women, we'll discuss how we can equip leaders through discipleship. Here are your hosts, Candy and Julie. Hello, ladies. We are back and we are super excited to be recording another podcast series for you. And we are going to be talking about quite a bit of fun things over these next few weeks. We are going to be doing an Advent series and we're going to have five podcast recordings for you leading up to Christmas. And each episode, we're going to have some fun trivia may talk about some traditions and some other things, but we're going to just hopefully lead you in a time as you gear up for the birth of Jesus and celebrating that. So I have Julie here with me. Hey, Jules. How are you? I'm good. How good. are you? I'm glad to be back. It's I know. Been a little it's, bit, hasn't you know, it? It has been a little bit. Yeah. I feel like it's been quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, so we're we're just excited to be back and hopefully you're tuning in and you're going to enjoy this series that we have coming up. Julie, can you tell us a little bit about why we chose to do an Advent? Yeah, um, in our church, a couple, when was that? In August, I think we had, or October. I'm sorry, I'm messing up my months. I know. Well, it's it's just that time of year. Yeah, you know? it is. I can't think clearly. So in October, we had an event at our church we call Rhythms. Mm-hmm. And we challenged the women who attended to read through the book of Proverbs for 31 days together after that event. And they got partners that they texted every day. They would get a text prompt to to read a certain passage and then be prompted to text a partner and talk to them about what they were learning in Proverbs. And so we had so many mm-hmm. who just said what an amazing thing that was for them and how it got them focused. And they began, um, you know, to share with others what God was teaching them. So it was an exciting time. And we began to think as we head into this Christmas season, how neat it would be to think about doing the same thing mm-hmm. in December and have an opportunity for us to read through the scriptures and to get a partner to talk through mm-hmm. what God is teaching us. And hopefully, Candy, these groups that we get, these partners that we get will be the beginning of seeing that this is something we can do long term right. as far as a discipleship group goes. And mm-hmm. um, so, ladies, we really want to encourage you to be thinking about three to five other women that you could share what God's teaching you with. And then maybe at the beginning of the year to start the year in a Bible reading plan mm-hmm. and uh, read through the Bible next year with a group of friends, a group yeah. that you can getting the word with. Yeah, I love it. And I think there is no better time than right now to be thinking to that end and praying about that. And this is an opportunity uh, for you to have something to prepare your own heart as we get through the rest of this year Mm -hmm. and then in anticipation of next year and what next year holds. And so begin praying right now about you going through this Advent series plan and then possibly having those women come alongside of you that you can walk with them through next year. And we have tons of reading plans that you can choose from to Mm -hmm. do next year. But 
it will really be life changing if you continue that journey. Maybe you've read through the Proverbs and you did that after rhythms and now you're going to do this Advent and then you have a plan for next year as well. So it's just an exciting time. I know I'm already thinking to that end. I know me too. I'm, I'm really, really exciting. And I love how many women just shared how meaningful it was to be in the word and mm-hmm. then to be with friends that they could talk about it with. And so, yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. Well, we're going to kick today off with a little Christmas trivia. Okay. Candy, I can't wait. I'm I, I mean, I'm a little nervous. This, I'm, I'm really a little nervous because, I mean, we think we know a lot about the Christmas story, right? I know, but we oh may not know as much as we think we we're going to be I'm put, being put to the test. Here you go. Okay. All right. My first question to you is this. How many miles did Mary and Joseph have to travel to get to Bethlehem? Now, you've been to Israel, so you you probably yes. got this. Okay, so no how problem. many miles from Bethlehem to Bethlehem? Okay, I feel like I look, I feel like I know this answer because I looked it up. Oh, you do? I, do, I didn't look it up on purpose. Like I was looking at something that okay. had this well, answer. Do you have it? Was it 90 miles? No. Okay, I'm, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> of course, it wouldn't be 90 miles because it's well, not even you're that close, big of an though. area. You're not as far off as you think. Okay, what is it? 80. Shut up. 80 I miles. Close. I know, I know, I know. I okay. said to Bishop. So I don't know how I happened. I would have never known that had I not come across it recently. So. Okay, so that's interesting. 90 miles. All right, let me ask this. How many angels spoke to the shepherds? Oh, gosh. Wasn't it a heavenly host? Hold on, let me think. Let me think. This is so hard. <laughs> It put you on the spot. I thought it was like a heavenly host of angels. Honestly, I did too. But but that's not what this says. Stop. It's one. Yes. Uh One spoke. Yes. Okay. So we're batting. So where'd the heavenly host come from? Heavenly host is somewhere. I know. We're going to have to look that up. Okay. Keep going. So you got to keep going. I mean, this is awful. I'm what? (laughs) I'm two for three right now. I think you've got this one though. Oh, geez. What is a manger? A feeding trough. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, Three strikes that. and you were going to be out, but you got it. So okay. you got on base. Here we go. God, those are a little hard. Okay. We'll do that every time. So that'll yeah. be fun. Maybe I'll yeah. ask you next right, time. That makes me really nervous right there. <laughs> okay. going to be fun. Okay. All right. So now let's just talk a little bit about maybe what are some of your favorite things from this time of the year? Like maybe traditions that y'all have held to in your family. I know we had quite a few. Um, that we would do. So tell me a little bit about that. Did y'all have any traditions? We did. I, first of all, it's my favorite time. Yes. I love Christmas. Well, I love Christmas. I love Easter. I love them all. But Christmas for us was a big thing when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Our My cousins lived right across the street. And so Aww. we really had a big time, you know, eating Aww. together. We would do Christmas Eve together. And then we'd be at our house on Christmas morning. And then we would have lunch together. So it was a big deal. Right. Um, then when... Sid and I married, and we uh, before we had children, I, I just loved Christmas so much. His his mom lived in Houston. We were down close to Houston, and so we would travel almost every year to Louisiana mm. yeah. to be with my family for Christmas. We'd celebrate Thanksgiving with his family, and we would go to to Louisiana with my family. So that was just something that I loved, and we probably did that to our kids were almost teenagers really and then we just decided okay we're gonna do it it's too far to travel and our kids were at the point where they didn't want to they wanted to stay here so some of those traditions that we had you know we would open gifts on christmas eve and then santa would visit on christmas morning and we would do that kind of thing Mm -hmm. you know as far as so that was always fun we always typically had the same menu 
yeah. every meal, and that didn't change. We would do gumbo sometimes on mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yum, mm-hmm. yum. And then we would have the traditional turkey dressing, that kind of stuff, right. on Christmas Day. And um, another thing that my mom thought was really important was that we dress up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we would put on dress clothes to participate today. Well, we've gotten away from that. (laughs) (laughs) It's now stretchy pants and sweatshirts. It's comfy clothes instead of dressy clothes. Exactly. So some of those things that we did, you know, I still I see my kids doing even now some of the same things, which is fun with their children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about y'all? I mean, it's it's this it's my favorite time of year, too. And Robbie's we love we love Christmas and I'm a gift giver anyway. So I mean, this is just right up my alley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I love to just think about and buy gifts and and give gifts. And um, I mean, Robbie hit the jackpot when when we married because yes, he did because you are a great gift giver. It's like Mrs. Claus coming to town, you know, with her sack of presents. Um, especially when once we had the boys, you know, I had to kind of divvy that up a little bit and and split the gifts, right? Um, which he's not too too thrilled about. But you know, I'm like, honey, it's okay. But anyway, man. yeah, but growing <laughs> up, Christmas was just like, I just remember Christmas mornings at my house and my parents just did everything they could to just create this wonderful experience yeah. for us every single Christmas morning. And so I've always tried to do that for the mm-hmm. boys, you know, and my sister does it for her kids because we just remember those mm-hmm. are some of our best memories is waking up on Christmas morning and, um, you know, my dad was a police officer, so there were some mornings we'd wake up and he wouldn't be there. Mm. Um, so we were always super thankful when he was there and he hadn't been called out in the middle of the night. But we would just have a great time. And Christmas Eve was always at Uncle George's house. And I'm like, everybody needs an Uncle George, right? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I love my Uncle George. He went to be with the Lord a couple years ago. But every Christmas Eve, like we looked forward all year to going to Christmas Eve at Uncle George's house. Yes. And I'm talking about the works with food. Because, I mean, we're from Louisiana, too. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're talking crawfish bisque. Mm. We're talking about fried boudin balls. Mm. I mean, some yummy stuff, right? <laughs> um, family recipes and all of that. The whole family would go. The cousins, the, the I mean, we had first and second and third cousins that would be there. And we all had gifts. And, I mean, the, we would do fireworks at the end of the night. So, it was like a... Just a whole tradition that we did every single year Um, until I got married and moved away and then started having kids. Did we not go to Uncle George's anymore? And then Uncle George himself moved. So it was a little different. But this was, you know, every year this is what we look forward to. And he would always send us home with pumpkin bread, his Mm. his pumpkin bread. And so every Christmas morning we ate pumpkin bread for breakfast that Uncle George had made us. And so I do that tradition now. So like if. If our staff's coming over or something like that for our um, Christmas party, I will make pumpkin bread and give it to oh, them so that. that they can go home and have it on Christmas morning. But um, yeah, so those were just some of the traditions. You know, we had certain music we listened to and just lots of fun things that we did that we celebrate, you yes. know, this time of year and being with family and great food and all that. It's just, it's just fun. It is a fun time. It is a fun time. I know that for some, it's a tough time, you That's know, true. it's, and, and so, but it's fun to remember mm-hmm. um, some of those traditions Memories. and things uh, that, that we experienced growing up. That, let me ask this question. Do y'all have a fake tree or a real tree? Fake. Fake. We do too. Fake all the yeah. way. We, we had real for a long time, but. Well, and not when it's real. 
doesn't it lose its leaves and like lose it, its yeah, needles? It does all and over the floor. I just don't think I can handle it. And then the water mm. and the sugar water no, 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 has no, no, gotten no. on my carpet. It's messed that up. And no. so we went to fake after that happened. I, we've I always grew up with fake flocked really? tree. Okay. I love a flock tree. Okay. So I have a flock tree to the day. Okay. And it's just I love it. It's just beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful yeah, I can when keep do you it start decorating? Well, um, typically right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few years, I think I put it up right around Thanksgiving or right before. Mm-hmm. So I will probably do that again this year. We never could even consider Christmas until after, after. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that has changed a little bit. I think it's changed in our culture because yeah. I most people I knew waited till after Thanksgiving to you know, mm-hmm. do it. Anyway, what it's about just a fun time. do y'all decorate the outside of your house? No, the only thing we have, well, we've done different things, but we do have <laughs> a humongous, frosty the snowman, snowman blow up for nice. our grandchildren. Oh, and I they, they love, love it. it. They, they do, do love, love it. it. So it's pretty awkward. That's the only thing. I mean, what's that movie about? <laughs> it's pretty awkward. But How large is this snowman? It's big. Oh, it's big. It's taller than either of us. So. Oh, that's a hoot. <laughs> that's so funny. So sometimes we put lights out on the bushes, but yeah. Just frosty so, is out there. When I was growing up, it was a big thing. My daddy decorated the outside of the house, and and I'm talking every bush, mm. the eaves of the house. We had signs everywhere. He built a manger, so like we had like a stable with uh, Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, and I mean you name wow. it. It was yeah, it was. And then Robbie and I got married, and Robbie doesn't do lights. And I'm like, but my daddy did lights. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you should do lights, honey. Um, but we ne- we've never really just we actually don't even live in a neighborhood so it's not like many people can see the lights right. but um i just remember helping my dad every year do those lights mm-hmm. and um again memories great memories mm-hmm. that we've created um and that were created over the years so um lots of fun things for you to be thinking about and it would be fun you should probably even write down these traditions yeah. you know like so that you can pass these things on mm-hmm. if we have um helped you to think about some things maybe from your childhood and that sort of thing. But as we go, as we continue on, what does actually Advent mean? Um, because if I growing up, I did not really, we didn't necessarily celebrate well, Advent or recognize Advent. Mm-hmm. We knew that Christmas was about Jesus Christ being born mm-hmm. um, into the world so that he could live a perfect life and die for our sins and be raised again like so we knew that the point of christmas was jesus's birth but we didn't really anticipate that for a season before christmas it was just kind of something we knew so when we're talking about advent advent is a time of expectation and waiting and so it's really an exciting time of anticipation of of jesus christ's birth but originally it wasn't in connection with Christmas time, Advent. Really? Yeah, we just read this recently that Advent was actually connected to the second coming of Christ mm-hmm. um, in the very beginning. And then early on, like I want to say the sixth century, it became connected with Christmas time. And so it's a looking forward to the second coming of Christ, but it's also a looking back at the birth of Christ when he came for the first time. Yeah. So it's kind of a dual purposed season. Yeah. And actually, so it's really truly kind of like in preparation for Christmas day, Advent means you have a mindset 
of anticipation and you're waiting. Um, We're all waiting for the Mm -hmm. second return of Christ. Mm -hmm. And then we're looking back at his first coming. And so it's really, truly just something where we have to kind of be intentional as we're going through this season to not get caught up in everything that is swirling and surrounding this season in life Mm -hmm. and really be intentional about keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yeah, which is Jesus. Yes. You know, as you were talking about that, it just hit me as I had just said a few moments ago that we waited till after Thanksgiving to to put up our Christmas Mm -hmm. lights and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I think perhaps there's something to that, because although we didn't do Advent in our home, it was that, no, we'll be thankful. That's right. And then then, we'll look forward to, you know. And so uh, I I think certainly in our culture today, with us doing things earlier and the things that we see, I mean, they're decorating, the stores are out, people are putting up trees now, um, you know, or, or before Christmas, before December ever even hits, before Thanksgiving ever even hits. Um, I think Advent, as we focus in on it and think about it, it helps us to remember um, why. Why we're celebrating Christmas. And that we are anticipating the fact that Jesus was born. I love that perspective of and Jesus is coming again. That's right. And so preparing our hearts is important, I think, during this season. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And not only that, but if we're not intentionally thinking about it, Mm-hmm. we're going to be consumed by everything else. That's right. That's right. You know, because we start making our Christmas lists, we start decorating, mm-hmm. we start shopping, and all of those kinds of things, which before you know it, you're so busy, and by the time Christmas gets here, it's all about that. Correct. It's all about the decorating and the cooking and right. the buying gifts and those kinds of things mm-hmm. and not pausing yeah. to reflect. That's right. On what a gift was given to us Amen. when Jesus was born. Yeah, and I I feel like where we are right now, like we have a perfect opportunity to go into this season with that at the forefront of our minds mm-hmm. and, and, and really try to recognize and celebrate this Advent season. Um, typically, you know, we're not typically always Advent is the four Sundays leading up to yes. Christmas Eve. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this year it's going to be those four Sundays right before Christmas, which starts on November the 28th mm-hmm. and then every Sunday after, after that up until Christmas. And so even now we can begin to kind of get in that mindset and keep it at the forefront. And so we're not completely consumed by all these other activities. So that's what we're going to encourage you to do as you're listening and as you're gearing up and, you know, maybe you have a family that you can kind of walk alongside in preparation for this Advent season, or maybe this is something you can share with people that you work with Mm -hmm. or um, your friends or your neighborhood gals, or just think about how you can begin to kind of prepare your heart and get into a season of truly kind of stopping and taking it all in and keeping Jesus at the forefront of this season because it can be it can be so busy and easily get away from us. Yeah. And originally Advent season was actually a season of fasting. Mm-hmm. I learned. Mm-hmm. And I thought how interesting because I would say it was it's kind of like Lent, you know yeah. how you would fast from certain things for Lent. That is typically what Advent would be during the season. You would be fasting up until Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's not even something that's talked about anymore. And right. I would say 
that's actually the last thing on most people's minds mm-hmm. is any sort of fasting during this season, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, is that something and how would I incorporate that? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just something to think about. Right. Um, is that something that God might be calling you to do throughout this season is fasting from something mm-hmm. maybe during this season to keep ourselves focused on that Christ has come already for, for us. Season. Yeah. And yeah. that he's coming again. Yeah. Um, so you can be thinking about that and praying about that, mm-hmm. but we're going to um, talk about some other things as well. And we're going to talk about kind of how we're planning to celebrate Advent. So Julie, can you tell us a little bit yeah, about that? We want to help you out. We want to help you focus this Christmas season. And so what we're going to be doing is we're going to uh, have a podcast every week leading up to Christmas. And also we will have a text that you can opt in to receive and you can get the text number below. We want you to text ADVENT to the number 98173. That will uh, You will opt in at that point to receive these texts. And three times a week for the next several weeks, you'll get a text of a passage to read and just something to think about in preparation for preparing your heart for the Christmas season. So hope that you will um, opt into that and participate with us as we um, intentionally set our hearts toward anticipating mm-hmm. the birth of Jesus. It's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, grab a cup of gals and y'all go through that together and discuss it once a week. Like, what is God showing you about this Advent season, you know, and how is he working in your heart and in your life? And that may be something that you even want to continue into the new year. Yeah. So thanks for joining us and we will be back next episode. Bye. Bye. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Take a second to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive free resources to help you make disciples in your group, home, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.